The Pugilist Podcast, UFC 260, coming on, coming up, coming at you. Coming up tomorrow. Yeah, dude. March 27th. Yeah, it's Friday as we record. The fights are on Saturday per the UFC norm. Uh, Yep. And we've missed a couple because I've had some shit I've had to take care of, but um, let's go back, man. Let's catch up. Let's go back to uh, UFC Fight Night. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Bilal. Uh, remember the name, Muhammad? Muhammad. Muhammad. So I was I like way... Bilal. So the Kamzat Chemaev original fight with that, I was super stoked on. Mm-hmm. But Bilal Muhammad, I don't think would have let us down if the fight would have went. And that was like yep. a fuck, dude. That was like a fucking egregious eye poke. Like if you've seen the still frames of it, it was bad. Yeah, there was one like, one photo circulating that was like Leon's thumb, like right in his fucking eye. Bro, it was, I mean, it was a legit eye poke, dude. Like, you, well, know, you saw fucking blood dripping out of his fucking yeah. face. Yeah, it was bad. Like some guys, some guys like wind up having to have surgery and shit for that. So mm. let me ask you this, man. Like the card is what it is. Leon Edwards is doing and saying whatever he's saying. Um, Bilal Muhammad, you got to respect the guy who'll step the fuck up like on a hot turnaround and just fight. I like the kid. But where where are you at on the gloves debate? Um, I mean, I've been saying for a long time in my own head that uh, the UFC should have adopted the pride gloves. Okay, a long, long time ago. Did did I that really? Way- did those gloves really eliminate the eye pokes though? I don't remember too many, you know, fights ending in pride via accidental eye poke. I know there were some egregious, like intentional eye pokes with like Gilbert Ivel and Don Fry, yeah. um, where he was like literally like raking, dude, he Don was Fry's raking face. his face, yeah, yeah. Um, right. But the 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 way that those gloves are, I mean, your your fingers just naturally curve, so you yeah, really have to cupped. Yeah, none that, whereas none of that like fingers to the sky shit. Yeah, and you know the UFC gloves are pretty flat. You know you. And, and your hand just naturally rests open, you know. So, yeah. Um, uh, I Trevor think, Whitman I was talking about any of the any open hand glove is gonna there's gonna be a potential for you know some eye pokes. So I don't know I don't know where I'm really at on it, man. Um, maybe they should make fighters wear uh, like goggles. Maybe they should just not keep their fucking hands open when they fight, yeah. unless they're actually grappling. Because they keep telling them like, "Oh, get your fingers up to the sky." Why the fuck are you always doing this shit, anyways? Like. You know why? Why aren't you? Aren't you ready to throw some fisticuffs, some some pugils of the pugilists? I mean, yeah, I guess it's a you know it's a tactic, right? I mean, you kind of put your hand out, and then maybe you can grab a wrist, you know. And yeah, I mean, I I get it, dude. There's definitely um, some parrying of punches activity going on there. I get it, but a lot of them tend to push off, and that's where it gets a little silly. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know that you know. Obviously, the UFC has like a certain look and image. Uh, and tradition. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I never, I never dislike the pride gloves and they're, they're, uh, quality, like genuine leather. So I just think they look really cool. I always thought yeah, they, they were, were cool, but maybe it was the color too. Cause I, I love those. They're also, gloves. but those were also f- way more open in the palm. So I don't know. Yes. If, you know, I don't know if yeah. that's like a better grappling advantage. You know, I don't really know. Yeah. Um, know. obviously I'm not a glove expert, but it, it the debate, kind of comes up for a while and then it goes away. You know, it only tends to come up when you have some like really egregious eye pokes. And we've had a couple here recently, at least bad ones. Um, yeah. 
I hadn't seen a fight actually stopped on an eye poke for quite a while though. Yeah, I'm trying to think the last one that that one that one that Bilal as far as like finger in the eyeball might have been one of the worst I've seen. Um, but like Daniel Cormier, he caught a finger from Stipe like knuckle deep and just kept fighting. So I yeah. mean, sometimes it happens, but you know, I don't know if he could see or not. But Bilal like clearly fucking. I don't. I 100% believe he couldn't see. Yeah, no. I. I mean, you saw the way that he was like on the ground, like screaming in pain and anguish. I mean, that was as legit as. I mean, I, I don't think there's. You know, you can sit there and you can argue night and day about whether or not Aljamain um, <laughs> faked his injury. You know, after the knee landed from Jan, you can't with Bilal, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you what do you think happens with that fight though? Because Leon is like, yeah, fuck it, I shouldn't have to refight him. You know, I kind of get where he's coming from because the dude stepped up on last minute notice, right? So it wasn't even really sort of on the books. You know, it's just like just filled the slot. Bilal I, feels like, hey, I stepped up, I took my shot, like I should get a reshot at it. I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that either. You know, but yeah from from the ufc's uh perspective i do not think that they will make a rematch between the two i don't think there's enough uh well yeah so Bilal, i forget who the who the fuck was he calling out he started calling somebody else out you know over over the last couple of weeks like something else sort of presented it uh, you know there was a chance presented and he started talking on social media and i just like the kid man he's fucking savage dude i, I don't think he's gonna win every time he gets in there but i mean he's he's a resilient fighter probably isn't going to get put away very often if ever i don't know if he's been put away to this date and if it has it couldn't have been you know below yeah like too yeah, serious he's been, fin- he's been finished a few times in the has UFC. He? i feel like yeah. he's i feel like he's just in every fight though no i mean he's I mean, a he's a fucking tough dude um you know i, I and like I, I, I would say this though i don't care for leon but he looked good he looked sharp after a two-year layoff i mean for what we saw right so yeah. i mean I mean, but I thought Le- Bilal looked really good too, especially in the clinch. Like I thought he was he was kind of muscling Leon around uh, when they were clinch fighting. Yeah, he, he de- which is interesting because he's sort of he was definitely shorter. He looks like strong as an ox, and Leon doesn't. Leon's like a little more thin framed and taller, but uh, you know clearly a good welterweight. So, but yeah. I don't I don't know if Leon. I see an Uz- Uzman. I see him just manhandling Leon Edwards, dude. I don't think Leon. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I think I think Usman uh, pretty much has his way with most of the guys in the division. I don't I don't really see anybody beating beating him. Yeah, not, not a, anytime maybe, soon. Maybe a George St. Pierre if he came back. Seems like that guy could just come back and do whatever he wants. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, short of short of GSP, um, I think Usman's like the cream of the crop. You know, I mean, obviously he's he's the fucking champ, but I I don't really see any welterweight contenders right now that that can beat him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, that was a I good card, though. Up. What's that? The entire card, the like, especially the main card for Edwards and, and Muhammad. That was that was good. There was a shit ton of finishes. That's what I was gonna say, though. Is like, it's just not been disappointing, really. Like, no, I'm really surprised. Like, dude, you know, I sort of was like, man, how much can the UFC do? Like, they're saturating the market almost. Like, they're just constantly running these fights, and I'm like, how much? How how much could they do before you catch like? just some card that just is stupid and didn't make any sense. And like, it hasn't happened yet, bro. Like they just keep stacking fights after fights. Like it's, it's what it's almost like, it's just, how do they say? It's like a embarrassment of riches. Like, 
you know, and, and the fights that don't necessarily make sense or are sort of like lower tier fights, or you might consider lower tier fights have been absolutely fantastic. Like they haven't disappointed. There haven't been mm-hmm. many. And if there were any, they get lost because all the other shit is so good. So I'm telling you, dude, I legitimately believe we're in one of the greatest, uh, years the UFC may, may ever have. Yeah, I'm not talking numbers or attendance or any of that shit. I'm just saying as far as like producing epic fight cards, like it's got to be 2020, you know, and we're not even, we're barely in. I know. I, uh, it's been, it's been an amazing year. I, I feel very fortunate to be um, a fight fan right now. Well, I mean, so that's one thing I loved about the old school prides is they didn't necessarily run them all the time or a lot, but when they did dude, they were super good and there were lots of just really great fighters on it every time. So I mean, I don't know, man. It, yeah. I mean, we got three title fights this weekend, dude, and we, we're coming off two free pay-per-views or two free ESPN cards, right? So it's like, you know, two great ESPN cards, boom, right into a what's going to amount to be, I'm sure, a pretty epic uh, batch of title fights, man. 260, we only have one one title fight. It's just the main event. What? Yeah, Volkanovski and Ortega got canceled because Volkanovski tested positive for COVID. Oh shit! Hold on, I'm confusing my cards. When is um? What do we have? So we just have Stipe and Ngannou. Yep. So yep. what's the next one? What's the next one then? Is because I think there's maybe I'm confusing. Uh, uh, the next one after that is um, next Till Till and Vittori. Then you've got uh, Whitaker versus Gastelum, and then you've got Usman versus Masvidal, and that one has the three title fights. That one. So I saw um. Man, I'm sorry, dude. I'm tired. Oh, you've had a lot going on. I saw uh, that's the card that I saw. I thought we had. I'm just mixing that with. Um, yeah, two sixty one. Yeah, two sixty one is the three. So I saw some image. I saw some image on uh, Instagram or something like that. And in my head, I was. I thought they were this weekend. You know, they're just doing. They must be doing the early promotion part. Yeah, probably. So going back to to. Uh, Bilal's latest call out he called out like two guys in February. He called out Li Jing Lang, uh, Chinese dude. Yeah. What do they call him? Uh, uh, I can't remember what his fucking nickname is, but it's kind of scary, scary Walter White. And then he also, he fucking despises Colby with a passion. That's who it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't I, think I, he, but again, I don't think, um, Bilal has like, he's sort of been awkwardly inserted into the mix, but he ha- he's not really, in the mix, man. Like, you know, like I think he is, I think he could be, but like, he hasn't fought a guy to put himself in the mix. He, he stepped up. Right. Yep. Sure yep. So, I mean, I don't know what they do with him. I just, I like the kid, man. I just like him. I like his attitude. I think he's, I think, and I think he's good. And like I said, I don't know that he's, he's, um, he's talent rich enough to, to go in there and bang with the best of them necessarily, but he might give a couple of them a good scrap. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, I, I mean, I, I agree 100%. I don't think um, he merits like a fight with Colby right now. Um, but maybe like a guy like Jeff Neal, you know, they fought once before. Jeff Neal won. Um, Jeff Neal just got beat by Stephen Thompson. Um, maybe, you know, maybe they run that one back again. Yeah, it looks like um, it also, it looks like Neil Magny is uh, looking for a Kamzat Chimaev fight. Yeah, he's been calling for that one for a while. Yeah, I think it's a little more realistic at this point, though, because of Kamzat's uh, like COVID issues and shit. Or maybe you know? they do fucking Hamzat versus uh, Bilal. 
Uh, I don't like, know if I mean, that make, I don't know if that one makes sense either. I don't you know. know. I mean, Hamza, he what he has he has two fights in the UFC. Sure, he has a lot of hype behind him, but he hasn't really beaten anybody. You know, to put himself up at the top of the you know welterweight division. Yeah, you're right. I think he he just ran through the two guys that he did fight. Is all. Yeah. You know, yeah. like pretty convincingly, if not devastatingly. So, yeah, um, he definitely. He's definitely got that early hype train, but he hasn't had to prove it yet. I think the Leon Edwards fight would have, would have likely been the time to do it, you know? Sure. But this yeah. COVID shit, dude, the more and more people that I talk to, this COVID stuff is affecting people differently. Uh, your your background, your ethnicity, like everything matters. The region you're in, like all that shit is a factor. And some of these guys, you know, are getting beat up by it differently than others. So, you know, that's sort of a very intangible thing, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what did you? Let's move on to the Brunson thing. How did you feel about that? Like that, um, that card in general was good. I thought the main event sucked personally, but I, I'm a big. I've always been a big Derek Brunson fan. I've been watching him ever since uh, Strikeforce days. I've always thought that he doesn't get enough respect in that division. Um, he's had some super strong wins, knocking out guys like Machida. Um, so I was super happy to see him fight the way he did and, and win the way he did. Um, I thought yeah, Holland so, looked like absolute shit. But I mean, like when you, when you go, when you think of the middleweight division, do you immediately think Derek Brunson though? Uh, I mean, not as like, a, I mean, I, I put Derek Brunson in like, as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's one of the top middleweights in the, in the division. Yeah. I, he's not the, he's not on the top of my mind though. When I think of the division necessarily. Right. But after watching Holland, I mean, I just wish the kid would shut up and fight because he's got a, loads of talent, you know, and I get like his whole, his whole mantra is to talk and that's his personality and I get it. And he, he, maybe he never changes. It is what it is. Um, but I think he could do himself a, a big service by just shutting up and fighting and talking after before and after, you know, um, cause I feel like he just missed a bunch of opportunities in that fight. But. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Brunson just, uh, showed a, of a very strong weakness in, in Holland's game plan. And I think Holland after the fight was talking about getting a strength and conditioning coach and, and moving down to 170, um, which might be a good move for him. I don't know, you know, he who look, he's training I mean, with. He certainly didn't look like a monster middleweight next to Brunson. Brunson's no filled out for you know, Brunson is a true middleweight. Like he is yeah, he's yep. fully, you know, fully figured, if you will. You know, he's got the frame. He probably cuts decent amount of weight, you know. Um but he looks he looks big. Um, Holland did not. He looks skinny almost. You know he's ripped yeah, up or he looks ripped up or whatever, and obviously athletic, but definitely. Um, and then when Brunson was on top of him, like it was pretty clear, like pretty decisive. You know there wasn't really much he could do. Well, I, yeah, Holland. Uh, he I don't think he really did anything uh, remotely exciting during that fight. He was just on the receiving end of of takedown and uh, clinch work. And I mean, it wasn't, it was not a good showing for him for a guy who had his, you know, and it was super surprising considering what he's, what he did leading up to that fight, you know, the, the stoppage over Jacare and, and all the other victories he had, you know, I mean, I bought into the hype. I thought, you know, coming yeah. into this one that Holland had a good shot. Um, well, I think it's a test dude. Uh, it's a testament to like true wrestlers, like, Guys who can really wrestle, though, Brunson's no slouch on his on his feet by any stretch, and I think he acquitted himself well on the feet. Um, but obviously, like he took him down whenever he wanted to, mm -hmm. and held him there, right? So, yep. I mean, 
wrestling is like if if I could tell anyone from even just my limited experience in martial arts or training and sparring and grappling, like jujitsu is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like I think it's it's nice to have skills to be able to put people away, but if you can get a wrestling base first, um, I, my ideal base would be like early, not necessarily like NCAA champion wrestling. I don't think you you know maybe in in a as a professional fighter, but if you're just looking to learn to like defend yourself, like start with a wrestling coach and then learn some jujitsu on top of that. You know that yeah, way. I mean, you can you know they always say position over submission, mm-hmm. but like wrestling helps you maintain a position, right? So, um, yeah, it just, I think it showed in the Brunson fight for sure. And you look at, you know, just wrestling, I mean, taking away the skills you learn from, from learning that, that martial art or that sport, the, the wrestlers are extremely mentally tough, you know, and they just, you know, that there's a whole, the mantra embrace the grind, right? Yeah. There's, there's you know, these guys just, they, they put in the work and well, yeah, just... but because it's just pure, it's raw, right? There's yep. just something about, um, it's, 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 you know, there's a reason why wrestling pancreation, like some of these sports are some of the original Olympic sports, like ever, um, because it's, it's man versus man. It's raw, you know, and it's human strength versus human strength. Like, and it's, you know, steel sharpened steel, man. It's just like, you know, it's just a very, um, mm-hmm. it's a very pure form. Jiu-jitsu is amazing. I mean, it, because it allows people who are small and frail, potentially weaker, um, when in compromising positions to potentially, you know, save themselves. Right. So jujitsu is magic, man. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like, if you're, if you're healthy and well-bodied, like learn some wrestling first. Um, I think it just, it just helps with everything, you know, pure, pure wrestlers often, it takes them a very long time to become great strikers though. So I guess really, if you look at like, a Rory McDonald is widely mm-hmm. considered one of the first kids to become like a champion who didn't have necessarily like one martial art first. Like he, he basically just learned mixed martial arts as a whole, yeah. like from scratch. Um, and he's a phenomenal wrestler and jits guy and striker, you know, he's got it all. So, but there aren't, there's a lot of guys there. There aren't many that can say that they're like a Rory McDonald, maybe a few more here and there. Um, Usually yeah, I think they, you're going to see that, you know, as time, progresses, you, yeah. Yeah, as time progresses, you will, because these gyms are starting to, it's, it's, you know, they don't, they don't think of one, one tech, you know, one art over the other anymore. They're all in house, every single one of them. And it's all a comprehensive program. So, um, yeah. But then, you know, yeah, you're always going to have those purists though too, right? Those guys that just want to do yeah. jujitsu, you know, for sure. It takes, I think, you know, every, there are always going to be guys that know this is my art but I'll dabble or, you know, yep. I'll dip my toes in the water and somewhere else or whatever. Um, and that's why I've always liked, um, I've always been a bigger fan of the Japanese jujitsu personally, because it had little hints of judo, little hints of wrestling. Um, takedowns were emphasized, you know, where jits guys sometimes will just grab onto you and throw themselves on the ground. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised we honestly don't, we don't see a, a more catch wrestlers, guys like Josh Barnett, you know, yeah. in the pre- yeah. pink ration style. Uh, well, he was, yeah, I mean, he was, he was very successful for a long time, you know? Yeah. Until the arts, you know, uh, when all these other arts and things, and he obviously aged, uh, when they all started to catch up, I mean, yeah. Uh, even like a guy like boss Rutten like rounded himself out with jujitsu later on in his career. He's a phenomenal striker as most, most Dutch people are most Dutch fighters are, but I mean, these guys, you know, they always round out with something else, but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it just it just really seemed to be highlighted in the Brunson Holland fight. And like I said, man, if he maybe if the kid would have focused last on his hype and talk and all that shit, um, he might have done better. But you gotta you gotta think a guy who's fought like eleven times or whatever in I don't know what what was it? the dude's fought like a shitload of fights in less than two years, hasn't he? Who Holland? Yeah, five or six times just in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, he fought five times in twenty twenty. So I mean, I think he's obviously like some fighters took advantage of the COVID situation, and others mm-hmm. clearly didn't. And Holland was one of them. But I like the kid, man. I just think he uh, hopefully hopefully he learned something from that fight, and you know maybe humbles himself a bit, and then or goes to one one seventy. I don't know. I think he's planning on going out to uh, the American Kickboxing Academy and training with uh, like DC and some of those guys. Oh, dude, DC will get him straight. Yeah, that dude, don't. And, put up. and if Khabib's out there too, well, he's like, don't don't talk to me, young man. <laughs> you know that's yeah. how Cormier like talks to these dudes. But I mean, it was interesting though. Like Holland, like totally stopped in the like it, his ring. His cornerman didn't even talk to him, and he's like getting wrestling advice from Khabib. Like, yeah. it's like, what are you doing, dude? You know, you know Holland's a jujitsu black belt, right? Yeah, that. Well, that's the thing. Is like that's what I'm saying. Is like wrestling can stifle that. A good yeah. wrestler who can maintain positions can stifle some of that. And there's a, there was a clear, you know, size advantage there. And you know, obviously Holland got that one takedown. That's I, up to that point. I don't think Brunson had ever been taken down, or at least that's what they're saying. The commentators were, but. Um, a big yeah, red I mean, flag I had going into that fight during the pre-fight press conference. Holland was talking about how he didn't want to fight for 25 minutes, you know. And when people say that to me, or you know, when they, or when they just say yeah, you that, know, there's uh, an issue. You know, there's an issue there. You know, they're they're either yeah, their conditioning is off or, um, yeah. I mean, I I also that's uh, the one of the big tells, and I, I'll I'll use JJ as an example. When they start and and uh, Sanchez was Diego Sanchez was a big one. When they start talking about how they want to stay undefeated for the rest of their career, they're going to lose, mm-hmm. and it's inevitable. And JJ did that. Sanchez did that. Like when they started bringing that shit up, um, they suffered their first loss, like almost the next fight. So yeah. yeah, the words matter, man. You know, and their meaning and how they use them in these conferences sometimes it really matters. So yeah, if it, you know, if I wish I'd have picked up on that, because um, I wouldn't have probably picked Holland in that case. But I went like I think I went 500 on the fights. But if a guy says I, if a guy's going into a, a 25 minute main event and says I don't want to fight for 25 minutes, something's clearly not good. Yeah, and the, like, you know you look at a guy like Brunson who's you know I mean he's got that that wrestling mindset. He'll go fucking 25 minutes. He'll go 45 minutes. You know he'll be well, yeah, the, the dude fuck was, out by the, the end. Dude's, but. The dude's warm up is probably you know as hard around as you and I could ever put in. Yeah, I just hope Brunson starts getting a little bit more respect. I feel like a lot of people shit all over him um, just because he's lost, you know, a lot of, you know, some high-profile fights, uh, fights that, you know, really could have kind of catapulted him into the the top of the division. But, um, well, I mean, so he's... That, so that being said, though, do you feel like he should have put this kid away? No, I, I you know, I think... I think uh, Holland's a super tough guy, you know. I mean, Tiago Santos couldn't put him away, you know. Tiago Santos yeah. is a fucking monster, you know, right. and that was at two hundred five pounds. Um, you know, I just, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that the fight went went the distance, and yeah. just it is what it is, you know. But Brunson's, you know, he's kind of known right now for um, derailing some hype trains. You know, he fucking beat Holland. He he destroyed um, Edmund uh, Shabazian made him quit on the stool, I think. Right. 
when they fought. Uh, yeah, he might have. But the, the problem is, I think the problem with Brunson is he, you know, for a guy like me who maybe doesn't totally appreciate his skill set, like he, if he doesn't put a string of like solid fights together where he's like just putting dudes away. So let's say he, he he knocks a dude out or makes him quit on a stool and then comes out and goes five rounds that are semi boring, you know. Um, for me, it won't necessarily jog the old memory. So sometimes sure. you and I, we have a difference in like appreciation for, for skill sets. Um, and I still tend to like, I, I'll still tend to remember the flashier stuff personally. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I, I have, you know, there's some, some round, more well-rounded fighters that are good on the ground or solid wrestlers that for whatever reason, excite me more than others. But, um, yeah, Brunson's never been a guy that's, um, really excited me for, for whatever reason, but I, so I, I don't know if he made a wise decision with his post fight call out, but he called out Paulo Costa, um, which I, I'm thinking maybe the UFC does make that fight. Um, it just because sense. they're so, yeah. Uh, and you know, a win over Costa would mean something. Yeah. Well, just talking about, you know, just talking about being drunk or whatever, isn't enough to say, Hey, you know, that's why the world champ beat me. You know, I think the world champ beat him pretty decisively in that fight. So, like, there is no real middleweight contender for Izzy right now, is there? Uh, you know, I mean, you've got uh, Whitaker and Gastelum. You know, they're fighting soon. Whitaker's right up there. He's on a two-fight win streak, I think. And then, you know, an interesting one that's coming up is is Marvin Vittori and Darren Tillon. I think the winner of that one, uh, I, first off – Till and Vittori, I don't anticipate that fight going the distance. Uh, no. I think someone's going to get stopped, and I think whoever wins that one is probably really close to a title shot. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Till is, um, you know, sort of – he was a massive welterweight and struggled yeah. to make weight. So I don't think size is going to be an issue for him, but – um, the question is, you know, those couple times he got put away, was it because he cut so much weight and diminished his body so badly? So hopefully, you know, hopefully there'll be some questions answered there. But uh, Till's another guy who caught a lot of hype early and then sort of just not so much, you know. But yeah, I mean the 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 Woodley loss and then Masvidal fucking the way he knocked him out, you know, those are that those those will set you back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Good. Good cards up to this point, though, man. So let's uh, let's break this two sixty down. Um, what excites you? I haven't had a chance to review the entire card, and and clearly I'm a little bit um, out of touch with what's coming up. So, uh, uh, well, as far it. as you know, as far as the the main card, um, yeah, I don't I don't really think a lot of people are all that excited about everything aside from the main event. You know, people I think are really looking forward to Stipe and Ngannou fight uh, once more. But you know, everything else. I, you know, Sean O'Malley's coming back. He's fighting Thomas Almeida. That's an interesting fight. Um, you know, a lot of people I think are, uh, after the way Sean, uh, lost his last fight and how he refuses to, uh, admit that he lost despite losing, um, rubs people the wrong way, you know, and he's fighting a guy coming off a, a three fight losing streak. So, you know, yeah. Thomas Almeida's had he had a really solid run, he maybe did. up and up and down, but he's had some good bit of a streaky guy. But you know, um, he yeah. was on a fucking roll in the UFC until he met Cody Garbrandt, and then Cody fucking yeah destroyed him. And then right. after that, he's just you know he's hasn't looked the same. 
Yeah, some of those knockouts, man, are they just change dudes. But yeah, the Sean O'Malley's a character, man. That dude's interesting. Yeah, um, he is. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, I have to kind of still support him for the simple fact that he's like a new dad. So you know, we have something in common there. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I don't want to see you know a new father um, come on hard times. You know, especially in in the climate that we live in right now. Oh, dude, uh, he's he's really good at marketing himself and selling merchandise. I don't think Sean O'Malley's falling on hard times anytime. No, soon. yeah, you're you're probably right. Maybe I'm he he, a little he too seems much to be. Um, he seems to be a genius at that, or he's got a good team helping him because Sean O'Malley merch, from what I understand, is screaming off the shelves. He's probably doing that print-on-demand type shit, but um, some of these guys are really getting good at that type of stuff, marketing themselves aside from the fight, you know? Yeah, you know, and, and he's a unique character, you know? I mean, fucking face tats and weird hair and, and flashy style and, he, you know, super fucking tall and lanky, you know? I mean, yeah. he's just, he he doesn't fit, you know, if you if you think about a fighter, who do you, you think of a guy like Francis Ngannou, you know, or John Jones? Yeah, he's you like don't a, think of a Sean O'Malley, right? He's like a fucking pothead with power. You know, that's yeah, the strange yeah. thing. It's like potheads tend to be like super low key and put out the cool vibes and like. Really, well, his technique like, is so good too. Like a standard. Yeah, no, it is. It's, yeah, yeah, dude. He's very, very interesting. Like it is very interesting for real. Um, I don't. I'm not in love with a kid. You know, I don't, I don't, I haven't fallen victim totally to his hype. I mean, and I was, I I would say it was, I hate seeing um, guys who are looking good and looking promising lose their O. I hate that. I like to see guys go for a while. I'd rather see them like lose their O in like a fucking just barn burner championship fight, you know, rather than, you know, I don't even remember who the fuck, who was it that he was even fighting? I know he broke. Who? Marlon Vera. Yeah. Uh, Marlon. He broke his foot in that fight though. So, I mean, it's not like he was. It's not like he was fighting a nobody, but no, I mean, fucking Cheeto's a fucking tough, tough dude. I, I don't think there's any, um, I don't think he should be ashamed in, in losing to him. I think, you know, Sean's upset in the way he lost, you know, he, he got kicked in the calf and then his fucking foot gave out, you know? Yeah. Dude, those calf kicks, man. I don't know if there's an answer for that. They're pretty devastating. Like people are getting fucked up over that shit. Yeah, they are. That yeah. is like the, uh, I've never seen like a, a single strike, uh, be more effective you know, than that. Yeah, because like back in the, like when they used to go for the thigh, it would take a lot. You know, with the exception of a few guys like an Edson Barbosa could could wear your ass out pretty quickly with some leg kicks, but these calf kicks, um, you don't have to, you don't seem to have to throw them as hard as the thigh kicks, and it tends to you can only handle a couple, and in some oh yeah, and one and you're done. You know, yeah, and like this, you know, you look at Edson Barbosa's leg kicks. You know, he's always kicking you like above the knee. You know. Right. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't realize this until I think maybe Chael Sonnen mentioned it or something like that, but apparently Benson Henderson had been doing calf kicks like for years, um, really prior to, prior to it, you know, gaining a lot of traction. And I think Chael said that he actually like called him out about, he's like, you're ki- you're, you're kicking this guy in this calf. Like that's, that's not a proper way to, to perform a leg kick. And Benson's like, no, it is, you know, I can fuck people up. Yeah. I wonder. So I just wonder if, um, somebody figured out that common peroneal nerve that runs down your whole leg there must be more exposed it down in the calf or something because dude, it's like dead legging them. Really? That's basically what they're, that's, you know, whatever, wherever, whenever they contact that nerve and they pinch that nerve, it just kills their, it just deads their leg. Like, Mm -hmm. like O'Malley either broke his foot or his foot just wouldn't work anymore. That was all based. It was all nerve damage based. So 
and we saw that with Connor, right? Like uh, he Connor took Poirier, yep. two or three, two or three good calf kicks, and Connor's leg was totally compromised. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how effective those are, um, and how they, you know, just kicking somebody in the calf can just change the course of a fucking fight. You know, yeah, they're throwing it a couple of times. It's amazing. I mean, dude, some of the commentators are, have almost even said like, we need to outlaw that shit, like, um, that, just so man. we just so we can see the fights, <laughs> you know, like because. Cause some of them like they're coming out and they're, they're getting compromised. Like within the first minute, we'll start fucking conditioning your calf muscles, man. You know, people yeah, need to, I mean, I don't, I it. wonder, I wonder if you even can though. That's the, that, I think that's the real question is, can you check that kick and can you, can you condition, uh, any of the nerves in there? You know, I know you can condition the shins, but that yeah, calf, th- how, do you, th- how do you condition a calf muscle? You know. Well, you, I, yeah, I don't think you can. I think the the way to counter it is to is to check the kick. You know, that's it. You just got, you're gonna have yeah. I mean, you got to get that shin outboard like Thai style. Or you something. either need to check the kick or you need to um, just be more defensive and, and learn how to you know slide out out of the way. Yeah, well, be because there's to, dude, to even there, there are plenty of dudes like there are plenty of dudes that could throw that calf kick even from even from inside. You know, if somebody's inside on sure. you. You could still yep. hammer that calf kick down with pretty good, pretty good force. So I mean, it's not a range thing either, you know. And if you're if you're skipping out, if you're backing out of range, you're just gonna look like you're running the whole fight. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a brutal technique, man. People are using I, I, it very effectively. Um, I need to go back and watch Benson's fight with uh, Nate Diaz because I, I think in that fight he really hurt Nate with calf kicks. Well, Nate, Nate's been, you know, the Diaz, apparently they don't check kicks in Stockton. Like, right? Like, <laughs> we've known that about the Diaz guy, the Diaz brothers forever. They don't, they just don't. They just don't check kicks. They never have. So, um, yeah, weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, Benson, uh, I, I would like to go back and see that. Because, um, again, for me, Benson was never a guy that I was super high on. I, I mean, it, you know, I saw, I've seen his fights. I think he's, you know, he's had a good run. But wasn't wasn't ever like somebody I was super in love with to per se. Yeah, good fighter. Yeah, great I fighter. yeah. I don't I don't know if uh, MMA fans or the sport as as a whole um, appreciated Benson when he was at the top. I don't know. Maybe maybe one day they'll give him some some due credit. But you know nobody talks about him anymore. You know I mean he's fighting in Bellator, but nobody fucking speaks of Benson Henderson. No, you know, this, well, is, this think, is a fucking champion who defended that title multiple times. Yeah, he's also, I think, in the end, um, I would not be surprised if he becomes more widely known as a trainer than he would as a fighter, per se. Like, yeah, he he obviously has a notable career that, again, it probably goes way under the radar. But I think he's starting to build a staple of fighters that are pretty good. He's also a, a young dad, I think. He's got, what, a kid, maybe two. Yeah, I'm not sure. Honestly, I haven't I haven't really followed much of Benson after he left the UFC. And I mean, the last I, I saw of him was when Chandler fucking knocked him out. Yeah, you know what's it? That is something that is very interesting about the Bellator guys. Is like even a Chandler flew under the radar for a while. They may pay those guys in Bellator fairly well, but they don't seem to market. They don't seem to be able to challenge the UFC with marketing. You know, no, I don't not know. If, at all. I mean, the UFC just clearly has the edge there. I mean, it'd be like any of these little football leagues, like trying to compete with the NFL. Like, yeah, hey, they, some talent there. Some of this might be fun to watch, but you know, they're not beaming it straight into your eyeballs all the time. So it's it's a, you know, clearly the UFC has a massive leg up on the business end of everything. Yeah, I mean, they have complete market control. Um, 
you know, who knows how, how that'll be, you know, with PFL um, starting their new season. I, I think there's uh, slowly, you know, they're, they're building hype behind uh, what they've got coming on this year. Um, and I, you know, I think Bellator has some, some pretty exciting stuff coming up with, well, uh, dude, yeah, we've talked about it. I'm really high on this. Uh, this, I love this grand prix aspect. I still love that. Yeah. I've always loved that from pride. Very excited about that. Um, and I like that it's not, um, done necessarily like in a night mm-hmm. would, because on you know, if you fight three dudes on any given night, who knows what the fuck you're going to get. That's exciting in its own right. Yep. But I don't think that should be a, uh, someone who wins a title and holds it for a while. Like that should just be that one grand prix title. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd like that whole bracket style, right? Where yeah, they let yep. the fighters figure that shit out. So yeah, it's it's Bellator does do some interesting stuff, and then the whole professional fighter league where you got like a million dollars on the line, super exciting. You know, they got Pettis over there, so obviously mm-hmm. they got some pedigree there. Um, I think they'll probably build on him and draw some other fighters. You know, um, you know yeah. Well, they 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 have a a stable of fighters that. Um, Again, I don't think get a lot of respect. They, guys like Lance Palmer, you know, I mean they they have a shit ton of dudes in that organization that could easily compete in the UFC. Yeah, that million dollars is probably pretty enticing for some of these guys because they're also clipping off money along the way per fight. So I mean, yeah, it's sure it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, PFL is on ESPN. It's on ESPN Plus at least. You know, so they've they've been able to get some kind of um, at least on demand type deal done fairly early in a promotions uh history which is uncommon especially for mixed martial arts so um yeah i don't know what uh what they're going to be on now um for this season like what what channel is going to cover them i don't don't know if it's espn um it might be like nbc or oh no maybe it is espn yeah well they definitely have um their content is definitely in the ESPN on demand in the ESPN plus and mixed martial yeah. arts. So, no, I'm just at their website, uh, like Friday, the, April know, 23rd. So ESPN the UFC plus. has, so if you go into like the ESPN plus the UFC has like its own line mm-hmm. and if you go into the leagues, the PFL is there. Oh, no shit. Which is well, like I exciting. said, that's so early on. What is the PFL's only been around a couple of years? Well, you know, it, we rebranded after world series of fighting. It used to be WSOF yeah. and then they changed it. But I mean, they, but for them to just already be in the ESPN, somebody's doing something right. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, yeah. obviously the UFC paved the way for that, but um, Bellator is not on ESPN. No, but they've got that Showtime deal now too. So you know, they're yeah. I mean, they're they're on a on a big channel too. Yeah, a big network. Interesting. All right, man. Let's run through this 260, huh? So we are, we talked about O'Malley. Where's he at on the card? Uh, he is uh, right under the co-main event, so he's he's the third fight on the main card. Okay, um, so that so obviously we, of note was the Ortega Volkanovski fight got dropped, unfortunately. Yep, yeah, which is a I was, where I was, I really was looking, looking forward, forward to that one. one. Yeah, I think that one um, was probably my most uh, the fight I was looking forward to. The so, most. what are your real quick though? What are your thoughts on that? Let's just pick a winner on O'Malley and Almeida. No, on the Volkanovski Ortega fight. Obviously, we'll get a chance to talk oh. about it again here in the future, but let's do an early pick on that. Dude, one. I don't know. You know, if you're a guy who has two victories over Max Holloway, that fucking means something. Especially when you look at you know the fact that Max uh, beat the shit out of Brian Ortega, um, but then you know Brian Ortega left for a little bit, where um, he took some time off, and then came back and looked like a. By all accounts, he's Korean like totally, by all accounts, he's totally different. Yeah, he's yeah, completely himself. different fighter. 
I, I don't know. I guess I'd probably lean towards uh, Volkanovski, but I would not be surprised if Ortega uh, beat him. I totally agree. Yeah. But I don't like Volkanovski. Something about him, I just don't care for him. He, he, I'd rather see Ortega with the strap personally than Volkanovski. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I liked Holloway so much. And I don't think I don't think those fights between Holloway and Volkanovski were as clear cut, maybe as a lot of people. No, they weren't. They, they were they were close fights. So, which is frustrating, but um, you know the guy. You know, he obviously can, he won the belt and he defended it, so you can't knock him. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I think you can argue pretty heavily that the rematch between uh, Volkan and Max should have gone uh, Max's way, but yeah. be that as it may, um, that's that's not what happened. Um, yeah, I I don't. Uh, I think Ortega would be a more exciting champion, a more interesting champion to have um, wearing the the featherweight title. But yeah, Volkanovski's you know he's got that wrestle boxer fucking style. He's he's super conditioned. I mean he's the he's a complete a, package. The dude was a fucking monster rugby player. Like he was a huge dude at one point. The fact that he fights at one forty five is mind boggling. Yeah, someone said he uh, he he weighed over two hundred pounds at one point. Yeah, dude, he was a big, apparently a huge rugby player. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy that you know that he fights it. That's like fights. Joe Riggs ish. Remember how yeah. Joe Riggs fought at heavyweight and then wound up, I think, as low as welterweight, yep. if not potentially yep. even lower at one point. I don't know. But Joe Riggs was over three hundred pounds at one point. He was a fucking gig- gigantic dude. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Then you saw Joe Riggs when he was at one seventy and he was fucking shredded. It's yeah. like, how the fuck is that even possible? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I look. I, it's unfortunate that fight got dropped, but Volk actually got COVID. Yes. Yep. Somehow he actually got the shit. Like he, he tests, you know, New Zealand has some of the strict, the most strict COVID protocols out there. The, the dude tests negative, everything was going right. And then somewhere along the line test positive and it wasn't a false positive. Like he's actually got the shit. So yeah. that's super unfortunate. Um, yeah. Hopefully, really, uh, though. hopefully he, he recovers quick and they're able to reschedule that relatively soon. Maybe this summer. Yeah. You just got to hope that they don't have any uh, lingering shit with that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. Right. So co-main event for 260, uh, a fight that I'm really, really looking forward to. Tyron Woodley, former welterweight champion, taking on uh, Vicente Luque. Uh, I think, you know, as far as this goes, Tyron's on a a three-fight losing streak. You know, he lost the belt to Usman, and then he lost to Gilbert Burns, and then Colby Covington beat the shit out of him. Um, so his, I think his back is kind of against the cage right now. And if he loses this one, it, uh, I think this is probably the last we see of him in the UFC. Um, yeah. He's always had sort of a weird relationship with the UFC, even while he was a champion. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, kind of a little right. rocky. I think if he loses, uh, he's gone, you know, and then, and Luke, he's, he's looked good. Um, aside from the setback against Steven Thompson, um, you know, he's, he's fucking finished a lot of dudes. He's choked out a lot of dudes. The the one thing that I think stands out is that when Luke has fought like the best in the division, he has lost. And I still consider Tyron as one of the best in the division. Um, so I, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting fight. Um, I think I'd, you know, despite the fact that Tyron's on a three fight losing streak, I I'd probably still favor him a little bit. Um, but who knows, you know, what do you think? I don't know, man. I don't care for either of these guys. Um, 
But Tyron right. just done, I mean, Tyron's lost. What 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 is that like? He's lost fifteen rounds straight or something like that, or eighteen rounds. Dude, I don't know. Straight. I think I think when a guy becomes a world champ and then loses, like I think that can really fuck with your head. You know, there there's a a mental health aspect to this game. I think that is often overlooked, and like these guys are the like they're the best in the world, best in the world, best in the world. Then suddenly they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys just don't come back from that, you know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Woodley can find a way to win, and you know, with his back against the cage, I think he probably does. I think I'll go with Woodley. Yeah, I mean, Woodley's honestly looked like progressively worse in each fight, too. You know, I mean, I mean, it looks like there's like a deterioration of his uh, of his ability to put an offense out and and actually like do damage to somebody. And this is super surprising considering like his run to the title. I mean, he was fucking, you know, he knocked out Jay Huron. He knocked out Josh Koshchek. He destroyed Carlos Condit with, with kicks, you know, knocked out stun gun and Robbie Lawler. Yeah. I mean, he has a huge resume, um, but he's also 38 years old and, uh, very true. Yeah. You know, father time gets us all right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he'll ever work his way back to a title shot, but I think he's, you know, if he's, I think if, if he's hungry enough to take a fight, you know, with his back, like you said, against the cage, I think he can get one more, one or two more, you know? Yeah. I, uh, honestly, I've, I know a lot of people dislike Tyron for a lot of different reasons. Um, I've always been a fan of his. Um, so, you know, I, I hope, I hope he wins. Um, and I, I honestly think he will. Okay. I don't, I don't know if it'll be anything flashy or anything like that, but, uh, I, I think Tyron comes out on top. Okay. I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah, and then, then yeah, I mean, we've got the main event, Stipe and Ngannou. What do you think here? Um, well, I was kind of surprised to see Stipe coming in a lot leaner than he did during the first fight. So he weighed in during their first fight at like 240 something, and this one he came in at like 234. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's I almost don't even want to like pick this one. Um, I love Steve Miocic. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I think he loses he, this time. Do you really? I really do. What do you think happens? I think Engano bull rushes him and just knocks him the fuck out. Yeah, I do. I mean, dude, I and no, it's not a knock on Stepe. Mm-hmm. These fucking heavyweights can go in there and touch each other. Any one of them can put each other away. But you're t- you're also talking about Ngano, who is scientifically possibly one of the hardest punchers like ever known to man. Mm-hmm. Definitely, right now, the hardest puncher in the entire world. I think he Rosenstrunks this fucking kid this time and just beats the fuck out of him, like straight up bully. You know, I think otherwise, Stipe is going to be on his bicycle and he's going to pick him apart just like he did the first time. Why would anything be different, right? Um, but. You know, Stipe has been put away before, and I think I think he even if he loses this fight, I think Stipe goes down as the greatest heavyweight in at least UFC, UFC history for sure. Um, yeah, and I love him, and I hate to pick against him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Stipe pulls it off, but I feel like it's Ngannou's time, man. I just think it was inevitable almost. You know, for Ngannou is a f- massive human being. For that size, he's insanely athletic, and the dude punches literally harder than anyone we've ever seen, like in any combative sport. So, I mean, 
at some point you just have to say, well, that's a mixture for a world champion, right? Like, but I don't know. What yeah. Do you- I, I, I mean, I, I was very nervous when Stipe in, in France fought the first time because, again, I, <laughs> I I'm a, a very big been. Stipe fan, right? Yeah, you should have been. Stipe was not on his bicycle during that first fight. There were there were exchanges in there where Stipe was tagging Ngannou and Ngannou no. was back, and he was making Francis back up so in that fight. So saying he was on his bicycle maybe is the a wrong way of putting it. He was in and he was out. He was in and he was out. Sure. Yep. Meaning, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that he was backpedaling or running by any stretch. But I mean, he was definitely moving. Stipe was controlling the fight with how he was moving, right? I think Ngannou would have, for sure, by now learned how to cut some angles, use some footwork, and throw those fucking nasty. I mean, dude, if you've ever seen Ngannou throw that uppercut against Overeem, I mean, that's maybe yeah. one of the most disgusting knockouts ever. For sure, that's some yep. movie shit, dude. That's literally some shit you'd see in some fucking Batman movie. That That's, happened yeah. in, in real time in real life. So that was like a Mortal Kombat punch. <laughs> Dude, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. The, and I'd, the, I'd hate to. I I would. I would be uh, happy but bummed at the same time. I think if because I like Ngannou. I think he um, he seems like a humble guy. Um, I think it would mean a lot for like where he comes from. Mm-hmm. And he's also like he's got this like French thing going for him. And like I used to like Czech Congo, but unfortunately, like some of the French fighters tend to be little pansies when they come to the UFC, and that's like unfortunate because a lot of there's some really great kickboxers that come out of that region. Sure. Um, I mean, I know I know uh, Ngano is from originally from Africa, but um, you got to love stories like that, man, where some of these guys come out of these places where they have no business. Um, you know, the world and society says that they never should have made it. And this dude's an elite heavyweight and one of the greatest fighting organizations like in the world, you know? That's Yeah, I mean fucking Ngana used to that. fucking work in like salt mines or some shit. You know? I mean he was basically well, dude, doing he, fucking I mean, slave labor. He was probably probably barely escaped becoming some child soldier or some shit. Yeah. You know? yep, yeah. You know, some of the shit that these people have been subjected to, you know, and that's the same with like Izzy, the same with Usman. Like I think Africa is being put on the map right now. Um just in general, there's a ton of great South Africans coming out. Um, there's you, you get you know, Uganda apparently just breeds fighters that we just don't know about. Um, they just show the fuck up, you know, somewhere else. Like, um, yeah, I just have a, a lot of love for him and a lot of respect for him. So I think it's going to be a great fight. Anytime two of the baddest men on the planet in, a, in any heavyweight division, I don't give a fuck what organization you're talking about, let alone the UFC. Anytime these dudes get in there, it's uh it's going to be a, a special moment, you know? Yeah. So. You know, the, I guess the way I look at this fight is we, everybody knows, right. And Ganu can just land one punch and fucking shut anyone's lights out. Like nobody is exempt from getting knocked out by, by a Francis and Ganu punch. Right. Right. But if you look at Francis's history, he's had so many first round knockouts, steep, a, I think you know. I think you can say that Stipe mentally broke him in their fight, and oh, I think can't Stipe's, do that. I think Stipe has even said as much. If yeah. you get him, yeah, for a hundred percent, dude. I think uh, the longer the fight goes, the better it is for Stipe. No questions asked. Yeah, and honestly, I haven't seen. And maybe I just I'm not paying close enough attention, but I haven't seen a whole lot of progression in Francis's game. He still looks like the same Francis that fights prior to the Stipe fight. You know, I, yeah, from I, what I'm from what I, I mean, this could just be hyper talk, but from what I'm seeing on social media, he's evolving a little. 
Yeah. And by a little, I just mean I think he's learning his footwork and some different things. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think time, it'd be stupid to assume that he doesn't come in here. You know. Yeah. Well, with, I just think the I skills. think the moment may have just been too big for him the first time. I think it's yeah, entirely it possible. Um, yeah, I don't know, man, but. The I, balls on Stipe Miocic to fucking stand in front of that man for fucking 25 minutes is incredible. Well, I mean, I could Stipe's have, fucking skill set. Yeah, I mean, he has an amazing skill set. I mean, he was a Golden Gloves fucking boxer. He was a, an amazing uh, wrestler. He has he has all the tools to do it. Um, he's already done it once before. I don't I don't think it's uh, wrong to assume that he you know he can't do it again. Yeah, um, dude, since you got your fucking fingers furiously typing on keyboards, was Stipe born in Croatia or born in the U.S. to his parents who immigrated? His his parents are Croatian immigrants. I think his dad was at least, but he was born in, in Ohio. Okay. Um, so he's first-generation Croat. I mean, I love that story too. Those yeah. Croatians are incredible fighters, and, and as a population, those people have been through a lot. Well, I have a, for whatever reason, I have a, strong loyalty to Croatians. I have an insane affinity Crow for, I have an insane affinity for Miracle Crow Cup. Yes. Cause he, not only was he a fighter, but he was also like in, he's a, a legitimate counterterrorism police officer. And he also yep. became like a, a legislator. Like he, yeah. he worked in government. Like the guy, the guy was like working to build his country. So, I mean, as a people, there tends to be some serious character there, but I mean, um, as far as like, how they've how they were basically forced to like immigrate to the states i mean a lot of those guys like they've they've been through the ringer man so like when you see a person like stipe like he's not he's not just fighting for himself like when he won that belt he's like cleveland you got a champ like croatia you got a champ you know that's a big deal to him Mm -hmm. i mean that that carries some serious weight with it right so um you're right though i mean his pedigree is incredible not to mention he's a he's still a fucking fireman which is crazy to me the dude still, still like toilets at the station. Yeah, the dude still does like basic fireman shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, talking about the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, this is a guy who could easily uh, not do that that fucking work anymore. Oh, especially uh, yeah. I mean, especially at this point. Maybe when he was first starting out, he needed to do that. But now, at this point, no way. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, fuck it, man. I'm gonna go with Stipe. I you know my loyalty is with is with Stipe. Yeah, um, I, if Francis to, wins, I'm not going to be upset though. I hate to do it, but I'm I'm going to go with Francis. But I I love Stipe. I just want to put that on record. I I love him. I think he's a great dude. Um, I think it's just insanely hard to expect like what he's done is unreal to maintain the heavyweight championship, especially in the UFC, where it's literally impossible to like duck people and shit. You know, you can only you can only hide for so long or something like that. Um, is nothing short of unprecedented, right? So what he's done is pretty incredible, but I just think it's it's just so hard. I mean, the odds have to be against him. At some point, you have to say, how many times can a guy get in into a world heavyweight fight, you know, and it keep going in his favor? So yeah, I and I, I don't know, even I, I, I don't even look at that the one Daniel Cormier fight. I think he he took a lot of, he did, he did get beat up a little bit in the first Francis fight. And I think yes. he, I think he took that, that Cormier fight too soon. He shouldn't have done it. Sure. I think he yeah. needed a little more rest. I mean, dude, these guys bang man and heavyweights can't just, there aren't many heavyweights in the world when they're, t- when they're fighting that top, top echelon of guy that should just be turning around. You know, they got to rest dude. I mean, yeah. I just think, uh, 
you take so much damn punishment in some of these fights, especially over 25 minutes or whatever, you know? So you think, people, you think... A lot of people said he probably turned around too fast in that first one. You think Nganu knocks him out cold? Yeah, man, I just think he's going to... I just honestly, I think he's going to try to bull rush him and pin him up against the cage, cut some angles, and just try to land. Because again, you just th- barely... You just got to touch him, you know? I think uh, I think Stipe stops Francis this time. Really? Yeah, like a late, like a fourth or fifth round TKO. So, like I said, if the longer it goes, the better it is for Stipe. Mm-hmm. And I would say in the fourth and fifth round, that'd certainly be where he could start to take a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think if, if Francis doesn't put him away in like the first two, I think Stipe wins it. He's gonna Stipe is gonna have to weather the storm, right? And Ghana's gonna come out fucking hard and heavy and uh and then, know, I, I, mean, I think what poses the great question is like stipe has the skills and he has the conditioning to do that mm-hmm. you know? so the question yeah. is, did did francis learn anything and is he prepared for the moment and i just i just think maybe he is you know i think he I, might be. i think a big key for francis in in winning this fight is to not rely solely on that one punch power like he really has to mix it up and and confuse stipe Oh, dude! If, yeah, he's got he's got he's got If Francis came out and like threw like a trip takedown or some shit, the whole game would change. Because he's never yeah. ever even hinted at doing some shit like that. So yeah, the or, whole the whole game would change. That'd be ridiculous. Like, or even if you know, like I could see Francis coming out and trying to you know fight in close quarters. You know, get Stipe backed up against the cage and just wear just on get him. Dirty, just get nasty yeah. with it. Yeah, yep, just get like Couture like Couture clinch, dirty sure. boxing style. Yep, I yep. don't. I doubt that that's a Francis Ngannou skill set just yet. But like, I don't know. There's something about Francis that says the the one punch power is just prettier. You know, like in a way. Yeah. No. I mean, he's definitely that guy that fucking seeks the knockout, right? He and I don't know if you did. You see the picture? Off. Did you happen to see any of the pictures on Instagram with uh, like the 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 mashup of Stipe? It's like Stipinanu. Mitch Ganu or some <laughs> shit they called it. Like I don't even know how to say it, but it's like oh, it's like a nightmare of like Stipe and Ganu as like one guy. No, I have not seen that. Literally, be the baddest human being ever known to man, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine if yeah. Stipe had the same amount of power. Like Stipe's got power, but can you imagine mm-hmm. if Stipe had Ganu power? <laughs> uh, they, yeah, that'd be a scary. That'd be a scary human being for sure. Dude, man. Either way, I, I mean, dude, anytime you have a UFC heavyweight championship on the line, it's going to be a great fight. Like, even if it, even if it goes five rounds, like, Stipe's not a boring five-round fighter. Like, the dude is always busy. So, yeah. I mean, either way, you know, it's going to – I don't, I, I don't want to see Stipe get into another five-round slugfest, you know, personally. I just hate yeah. seeing – dude, I'm getting soft, man. I hate seeing some of these dudes get beat up. <laughs> Like no, as time just, as time goes on, you know, it starts you start to remember like man, he got beat up pretty good in that one. What about that one? Like, you know, you appreciate some of the wars that these guys go in and the character and the just the personal ability that it takes, but at some point you're just like, dude, like I just I just like you so much. <laughs> you know, I don't Yeah. Like it was gut-wrenching watching like a guy like Crow Cop get knocked out, you know? Yeah, like, I still just, I still can't I still can't talk about Crow Cop's like UFC run. Oh, so bad. Because I thought yeah, he was going to come in and just destroy it. Yeah, it's. I don't. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to even talk about. It, it is. I still have uh, PTSD from that. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, yeah, what well, you know, the other fights on the main card, uh, there's a, a woman's flyweight bout, Jillian Robertson, uh, fighting uh, a very young up and comer, uh, named Miranda Maverick. Um, that was a push, so that fight was scheduled one or two cards ago. So I'm glad they got that back. Jillian Roberts is pretty good, yeah. Th- I mean, and I, I like this, uh, Miranda Maverick chick, she uh, she's on a nice little run, uh, super young, only 23 years old, you know, good skill set, uh good ground game, you know, I don't know. I think that'll be a pretty good fight actually. Yeah. Jillian Roberts is a pretty complete fighter. A lot of these Canadians come out pretty complete. I, is she a, a five-star or whatever? Where's that? Uh, Faraz Zahabi. Who Jillian? Yeah. She trains at uh, American top team. I, I believe. You sure? Yeah, I think so. I wonder if she's, I feel like she may have split time. In she, past. she is Canadian. Um, but I, I believe she trains at, at uh, ATT. Yeah. Maybe she, I wonder if she used to split time or something. Maybe. Canadians, they just tend to be more well-rounded. They've, they've seemed to put a lot more emphasis on the early on in the total package. I mean, even if she, even if she fights an American top team, either way. Um, yeah. Jillian's I, fucking young too, man. She's only yeah, 25. She Where did she, did she come off? A, she came off a tough season. I feel like, right? Yeah. She was on um, the first, um, the, the fucking, Tough season where the winner won the won the championship. Won the strawweight belt? Yeah, the one that Carla Sparza won. Yeah, and then promptly got annihilated. Smoked by out JJ. by JJ. Yeah. I love JJ. Um, and then the other main card, the first fight on the main card is um, uh, Jamie Malarkey, a young gentleman from Australia fighting Kama uh, Worthy. Man, I don't even know those names. Um uh, Kamo was on a super good run um, up until he fought fucking that Oppen uh, Azalter guy, and he just got destroyed like super quick. And uh, Jamie Malarkey's coming off like a two fight losing streak, decision losses, lost to uh, Brad Riddle was one of the guys, and then somebody else. Um, and a probably a good fight to, to start out the main card though. I think. All right, who do you got? Scrappy. Now? Scrappy dudes. Uh, I think I'm probably probably going to go with, uh, I think, Malarkey. I like him. I like the Australian New Zealand fighters. All right, I'm with you. I don't know much about them, so I'll, I'll just I'll take your take your instinct on that one. I like Roberts. Kama, I like Roberts in that female fight, though. Yeah, I'm going to go with Miranda. Are you? Yeah. That's fair. She's a, she's a, a good up-and-comer, but I think uh, – Roberts tends to be able to just hang in, man, from the fights that I've seen with her. She tends to be able to grind people out. So um, we'll see. Uh, the we, didn't card. Pick O'Malley. we didn't pick O'Malley, did we? Uh, no, I don't think so, but I, I'm, I'm going to pick Sugar. Sugar. I'm, I'm with, I, I think, he, I think uh, for his whole package, he, it's a must win for him. So, yeah, I got But You know, the interesting thing, going back to that fight, though, Thomas Almeida, I mean, despite the fact that he's lost his he's last no job, fights. Bro. No, no and, and, and I mean, it appears that O'Malley has uh, an inherent weakness with uh, with his legs, you know, and yeah. I think Almeida's kickboxing is super fucking good. So if Almeida commits to those leg kicks, he could fuck uh, he could fuck O'Malley up. Well, dude, I mean, yeah, you said it yourself. Like O'Malley's a lot taller than than most people in that division. He's a little lankier, probably a little he's, leaner. He right? has no so, fucking meat. It's yeah. skin and bone. Right. But you know, yeah, I think for his whole sort of mantra, he's got to he's got to recover from this one. And Almeida, 
you know, but Almeida could easily surprise some people because some of these guys that have been on these crazy runs, man, they could come back out of nowhere, you know? Sure. I mean, you saw with Cody Garbrandt, you know, I mean, lost three fights and then fucking knocks out a sun. So, you know, and, and Almeida's fucking young too. You know, he's 29. Jeez. That dude's been fighting forever. He's still only 29. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. He's on a 21 fight win streak for a while. (laughs) That's a fucking insane. He had a lot of hype up until that Cody fight. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is a big fight for Sean. Like he really, if he loses this fight, um, a lot of people are going to have doubts on uh, on yeah. whether or not he's that, he's as legit as he he says. Yeah, he is. I would venture. I'd venture to say a lot of people would just completely check out on him at that point. Yeah, I think I think he he definitely lose uh, some steam. You know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's gonna. I mean, it's it's like a low key. It's surprise. I mean, I think losing the. The Volk Ortega fight hurt the card in a huge, huge way. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it did. I don't think. I, don't, I honestly don't anticipate this fight selling all that well. It may, well, pay per view buys. Yeah, it may not, especially because that you know the next pay per view sold out. It's in Florida, full full capacity live with fans. It sold out fastest you have you fastest event to sell out ever in UFC history. Not necessarily the amount of tickets or the. Uh, the money, but the speed with which it sold out, you know, so people are excited to see that shit live. So, um, yeah, right. Yeah. The, people are going to be probably on the fence with some of the stuff, knowing that there's some big live events coming. You know, I don't think steep is really all that big of a, of a draw as far as pay-per-view buys. Um, and I don't know what Nganu is. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if Stipe really does, he, he may not have much of a pay-per-view draw to be honest. Wouldn't surprise yeah. me one bit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's there's a Nurmagomedov uh, fighting on the prelim card. Obviously not Khabib, but uh, Abu Bakar, Nurmagomedov. Um, I don't know what his relationship is. Uh, it sounds like there's a bunch of them. To Khabib. Sounds like there's quite a few Nurmagomedovs. Yeah, I, I thought that there was like a cousin of Khabib's that was fighting in the UFC. Another one, I don't, I don't fucking know. But yeah. yeah, there's only one fucking fight on the early prelim card, which I think is kind of weird. Why don't they just bump that fight up to the actual prelim card? They well, I mean, I think in real time they might. Yeah, probably. You know, you're probably right. So yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I mean, same drill, dude. I'll be obviously we'll be messaging. So. Um. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I have to write a paper while uh, watching the the fight card tomorrow, so it should be. Oof, I've been there, buddy. I hate those. I hate those nights. Yeah. Yep. I, I have a, a problem with uh, procrastination, and I usually do papers like a day before it's due. Yeah, me too. I was always good under the gun, personally. Yeah. Yeah. I just grind it out. So. All right, my man. Uh, focus on your paper, though. I'll text you, but hopefully yeah. that goes well for you. Yeah, I'm sure it will. All we'll right, see, dude. though. Man, I'm exhausted, right. so I'm gonna punch out. I'll uh yeah, we'll have this out in the morning, man. All right, sounds good. Get some rest. Yeah, all right, buddy. Good good catching up. Yeah. Hush, my baby, make no sound. Maybe we can wait each other out. It's a cold world.